welcome to Saturday Morning Cartoons, the Collider Weekly Podcast for all things animation, including reviews and interviews coming to you from a hobby shop in Japan. I'll be your co-host, Sean Paul Ellis. Joining me from the Gunpla Battle World Championship Tournament, my co-host, Dave Trumbord. David, 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 how you doing, buddy? Doing good, bud, other than being real sweaty from this tournament here. Uh, <laughs> do you say tournament or tournament? I don't know how to say, I say it properly. I think I say tournament. I feel like no matter how I say it, I get made fun of, and I'm always like real anxious and nervous about it, so I focus on that instead of the actual fighting itself, and it gets me through. I will say probably I want to say tournament, but when yeah. I get tired and I say it quickly, I'm probably like mm-hmm. tournament. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. think that's the that's the Pennsylvania word. That's the Pennsylvania yeah. word to say, <laughs> which is a far cry from the Tokyo gunpla battle scene, but right. here we are. Absolutely. Well, joining us today, Dave, we've got a special guest. Yeah. Yeah. Joining us from a pile of Gundam model box kits. <laughs> Returning, it is our friend, Charlie Visconage. Charlie, welcome back, friend. What's up, guys? Nothing much, man. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Good to be here. Good to see you. Good, good to literally see you, both uh, on our Skype cam and hopefully on our Twitch stream here, too, as we uh, work through some tech stuff and figure that out. So thank you for joining us for, guess what? Literally our first video episode for realsies. Whoa, Last nice. Pretendsies. <laughs> this week is for real. And it's a stream, too. So double, triple fun for you. So so feel free well, to put me on blast in the comments, guys. 100%. Everybody who's listening right now, feel free to just take shots at all of us. Yeah, light them up. And if I've learned anything from Charlie being a guest, this will not be the first time that he says either light me up or don't come at me on Twitter. I think, you know, I'm just starving on social media. (laughs) I'm starved for human contact during COVID-19 time. So I think, you know, this time do tweet at me, bro. (laughs) Just (laughs) any any contact is good contact. Yeah, whatever. Just like that's how we know that we're loved. Yeah. Oh, man. I have a very important question for the both of you. I'm going to start with our guest, Charlie. Please. Charlie, we are talking about Gundam Build Fighters today. What is your experience with either model building or Gundam model building, if you have any to speak of? Oh, man. Well, I'm glad you asked. Um, So I've been a Gundam fan since I was like 12 or 13 years old. And like a lot of people, I was exposed to it on Toonami. So there was like... There was a time when they had a block that was the original series of Gundam from the 70s for a half an hour, followed by a half an hour of Gundam Wing, followed by Outlaw yeah. Star, um, which yeah. was just like an amazing and certainly informs like all the things I still like to this day. Um, and then, it, you know, this was sort of the early days of e-commerce, like early 2000s and i just like begged my parents to where i would give them cash so they would use their credit card on these sketchy websites to buy gundam model kits <laughs> um which did arrive thankfully and I, so in their house now i have about 40 kits that i've built and are in boxes still most of them are the regular grade i have two perfect grade ones so i have a oh, perfect yeah. grade zaku um in the green one, not the not the Char or red. Yeah. And then I have a perfect the grade. Comet. Yeah. And then I have a perfect grade RX-78. Um, now, this was back before they introduced real grade, right? This was back when it was, or even high grade, wasn't it? I think so. These came, these were pretty big. Like, they came in a big old box that's maybe, like, double the length of a shoe box. I'm going to ask you a nerdy question. One one hundredth or one one forty fourth? Ooh, that's a good question. 
I would have to look exactly. I would guess maybe the one one forty fourth. Next time I'm at home, I mean, I really should just grab the Zaku and like bring it to my apartment, which my wife will love. Um, yeah, just fly it down. <laughs> um, she'll definitely love that as part of our interior decor. Um, my girlfriend loves her uh, her quote unquote Gundam voice, which I won't. Uh, repeat here a to not put her on blast and to not offend any of our fellow Gundam fans out there, but it's it's pretty good. It's pretty hmm. good Gundam voice. Yeah, um, but I but I love it. And then um, I was telling you guys before we started recording, I was in Japan in February and early March, and so it's my my third visit in like three or four years. So it's always fun to go there and pop into the very model shops like are shown on this show, where truly. Just- I gotta ask you, like, when I went, it was the only time I went, and I I literally uh, booked a hotel by Gundam Base, um, even though it was nowhere near the events and stuff that we were doing. So, I, uh, long story short, I had to get a second suitcase to fit the Gundam stuff in, because it just would not fit in my actual suitcase. So I was like, <laughs> well, awesome. I guess I'm checking this bag, and uh, we'll put these in a suitcase just to take home. And they weren't even that big, it was just two of them, I just didn't have the space. Yeah, yeah, if if you go, definitely pack a second bag for all your well, and I ended up carting back a bunch of stuff this past trip. So like, I got Sean and Evangelion Unit O One. I got a bunch of Death Stranding memorabilia for myself. Um, But yeah, it's like you go into these model shops and they're just gorgeous. You know, like beautifully lit. Their cases, you know, with them assembled in these little dioramas. And it really just has a way of making you feel like a kid again and just like, sure, here's my credit card and just, yeah. you know, let's take just it to the limit, baby. <laughs> just run it up as far as it goes. Run it until it gets declined, essentially. Yeah, exactly. Um, when I have to text Chase in the middle of the night and just be like, oh, uh, yeah, I'm uh-huh. in. I'm yeah, in just this. click. Yes, <laughs> I ve- yes, I approve all of these. Keep it going. All 17. Just um, go ahead. And I, I just love walking through. So there's a neighborhood, Akihabara in Tokyo, yeah. where... You know, there's not only arcades, but there are just skyscrapers, you know, top to bottom full of different kinds of models and such. I was overwhelmed by that. It was yeah. like like a Times Square for nerds. But like even going on like, you know, like a Tuesday afternoon or whatever, it's just like there's always something going on. And you'd walk into like one store and there'd be like music going, anime going, movie going, like just all kinds of noise at all times. And obviously not in English. So I was just very overwhelmed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it definitely stuck out like a sore thumb, too, but definitely an experience. Yeah. As long yeah. As when are we taking Sean? Well, I wanted to wanted to ask you, Dave, what was your experience with models? We know that you brought a couple oh, back, yeah. but you've built some models before, right? My first one ever, I mean, Charlie and I have kind of the same introduction to it and having grown up around the same time. Uh, so Gundam Wing was pretty much my, my first like major introduction, even though I had watched the original OG series in the past. But those were the first models that I built. And actually, I think I told this story on the podcast before, but my first one I ever built was a, a Sandrock model. And it was actually when I was in the hospital uh, because my my mom brought it in and was like, well, you need something to like occupy your time because you're just sitting here watching, you know, the, the hospital TV Jerry over Springer. and over again. Yeah, pretty much Jerry Springer. It was like rotting my brain. Uh, so she was like, well, I'll bring him this model thing for this this weird robot show that he likes and uh, that'll occupy some time. So like two hours later, I think I was like done with it because it was a relatively simple uh, Sandrock kit. And she came yeah. back with like lunch or whatever and was like, uh, I was hoping that would take you like a couple of days. <laughs> no. And then I, I didn't really have the bug from that because it can be a relatively expensive hobby. Um, oh, yeah. So it wasn't until years later that, uh, you know, I got back into it and it, it helped 
like Charlie said, going to Japan because you kind of have to do it there. Uh, right. And that's when I got back into it. And I'm I'm currently back in it right now. So I'm trying to keep that wallet and that bank account in, in trim fighting shape so I don't nice. go nuts and buy too many. How about you, though, Sean? Like, I know you have a couple, but um, I don't know what the extent of your model familiarity, model building prowess is. I used to used to be more into painting Dungeons mm-hmm. & Dragons figures when I was yeah. growing up, and I, like I did Stranger a bunch of Things, those. Made famous right. by Stranger Things, yeah. Exactly. And some model kits that, you know, required me to use an epoxy glue and kind of assemble everything. I was super big into that. My parents thought I was crazy and that I would glue all of my fingers together. Sure. Showed them, didn't I? Yeah, this is, Sean still has like a special <laughs> keyboard that he uses for his <laughs> doing his fine. <laughs> I was actually gifted a my first Gundam model from you, Dave, a couple Christmases ago. That was my first Gundam wow. model. I put it together. I had a lot of fun doing it, and it yeah. was up in my living room for the longest time. It's now on a bookshelf that's back behind me, but it was a very small little guy, yeah. little tiny Gundam guy. And I had him up next to my television and I had some company over and they had a young kid who found the Gundam figure and then began to just take it apart. Perfect. And I put it back together again. But for some reason, that connection or like the part where like the head would snap into something yeah. won't make the connection. I think there's a piece missing that just. So you're telling me the thing that the first Gundam ever that I got you, you broke is what yeah, you're telling that's, me. Okay. That's, 100%. No, that's, fine. that's a cool yeah. way to say it. That's a cool no. story way to tell Look, me you broke the thing I got. I, you, pay, that's fine. I, I paid that child five bucks to break that Gundam. I was like, <laughs> Look, Worth we it. have talked. We have talked about Gundam now on this show. This is episode 280. It we have is. talked about Gundam now four times. Yeah, episode so 144, Robotech versus Mobile Suit uh, Zeta Gundam. Robotech episode. Got... Wait, did right. Robotech win that one, though? Don't remember. I don't Doesn't... think Zeta Gundam would have won out over Robotech. Yeah, it was probably Robotech. Yeah, I think Robotech. Episode 145, immediately after that, Evangelion versus Mobile Suit Gundam Wing. And Jeez. I was jockeying. Mad about it. Oh, that was, if you want to hear a depressing episode for <laughs> me, just listen one. to 145. You can hear me. Actually, You can actually hear the gears in my brain uh, just grinding to a halt as I get frustrated with Tony Lazzaroni and Dave on this one. Yeah. <laughs> And then if you listen to episode 224, we talked about Mobile Suit Gundam uh, 0080, War in the Pocket. Charlie and Jeff Ray came on that, and we had a chance to chat about that as well. Just a perfect Uh, holiday uh, anime, (laughs) six episodes, really going to brighten up the holidays. Highly recommend it. Watch it with your kids. Now, that's one I haven't haven't seen War in the Pocket, but I just finished up. I watched Unicorn, and I watched MS-08 recently. 08th MS team is good. Oh, uh, MS-08 is really good. Yeah, yeah MS-08 is, is great. I'd say for, for 08 War in the Pocket, it's great because it introduces Chris McKenzie. And I believe our friend Jeff Ray uh, had a lot of thoughts and feelings that are included in that episode about her. So Bay what Lord. a great character. <laughs> yeah, right? So, uh, well, these are our thoughts and ideas and opinions about, yeah. you know, Gundam and Gundam models. Well, guess what? This actually came over from a listener suggestion. And you've heard us say this multiple times. Any listener suggestion that we have, we are bound by cartoon law and our cartoon lawyers to go and review those actual cartoons. So let's hear from this listener, Jesse, in his own voice about why he loves Gundam Build Fighters so much. So Jesse, take it away. Hi, Jesse again. I have one more suggestion for you guys. Uh, I know you've watched a few Gundam series. I haven't looked at the episodes, but I'm, I'm working on the back catalog. 
but I had one more to throw in, uh, Gundam Build Fighters. It is kind of like a Pokemon series. Uh, they build Gundam models and then the models fight. It's ridiculous, but it's way better than it has any right to be. Yeah, it's just a lot of fun. All right, take care, guys. Bye. I love the fact that Jesse mentions and talks about this is Pokemon and Gundam He's kind of wrong. all merged into one. He's not wrong. Yeah, spoilers. He's not wrong. I, not wrong. Not wrong, Jesse. You're 100% right. I actually say there's more to just Pokemon and Gundam with this. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but a yeah. lot of you have recommended cartoons over social media or in the comments section. Do you want us to actually review that cartoon? Because we want to do it. You can go to the bio of any of our social media accounts, click the link tree. There's a second button, suggest a cartoon. You can go one step further and call us 202-681-4406. You can leave a message. If we get that message, our cartoon lawyers have said this and it is a legally binding contract and we have no way to be able to get out of it. We have to review that cartoon like we're doing today for Jesse and yep. Gundam Build Fighters. So call, leave your message. It'll be on the podcast. We promise. Well, yeah. before we get into Gundam Build Fighters, let's 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 set the table, get a little baseline going here sure. in terms of what's there. So we're gonna throw this over to a longtime listener and best friend of the show, Bobby Anthem, to talk about our synopsis. So Bobby, take it away. In a world where Gundam is a very popular TV show, Seiori wishes to be just like his father, who was a Gunpla champion years ago. Unfortunately, Sei only has skill in building Gunpla, but once he meets a boy named Reiji, who has the ability to fight with his Gunpla, everything changes. Will they be able to make it to the top just like his father did? All three of us have decided, now that we're back, Bobby gets to be every single character in the show. Bobby All can be whatever he wants. Yeah, Bobby, Bobby can be build whatever fighters. It's yeah, Bobby, Bobby build fighters <laughs> X rediscovered. Love it. Yeah. So let's do a deep dive for us in terms of Gundam Build Fighters. We have only watched episode one, so we are going to be making all of our discussions and our decisions based on that episode. I know that Dave has I watched, a, snuck a has watched episode I two. I've actually a watched one. a little bit of episode two because uh, I wanted to see if there was a out. theme song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, we'll talk good, about good, yeah. good thing you did. Yeah. Glad I did. Glad <laughs> I did. Uh, otherwise, I wouldn't have got that cool rap song. Well, uh-huh. We'll As there. we dig into this, we're going to talk about the good, the bad, and the LOL. Does this sound like a Clint Eastwood spaghetti western? You betcha. Why? Because we grabbed it right from there and made some artistic changes to it. So we're going to talk about the good, things that we really liked, the bad, things that didn't resonate with us as we watch through and we make our snap decision based on only one episode. And we're going to talk about the LOL, things that made us laugh, whether intentional or unintentional. We want to put all of this inside that warm burrito blanket of understanding that, man, so much time, sweat, energy, tears, and especially money go into making all of these cartoons. And so, again, we're making these decisions and these impressions based off of one episode and one episode only. If you disagree with us, make sure you at Charlie, who is sweaty in the city on Twitter, and let him know all, all of your problems. Yep. From here That's on it. out. He's going to tackle the, uh, every complaint. Yeah, complaint <laughs> department. Take a number. <laughs> Perfect. It's just like a deli counter. That's all we want. Yeah, I've got a whole roll of those little tickets. Perfect. So let's get into the good. Let's talk about the things that we liked about Gundam Build Fighters. And let's start with our guest, Charlie. What was top thing that you're feeling about Build Fighters? 
Well, so in this first episode, we're treated immediately to this kind of fight sequence, and it's really fun. And so not knowing anything about the show, I was like, oh, okay, like, cool, we're just getting right into it. But this turns out to be a fantasy from our main character, Say, when he goes to fire his laser cannon and the Gundam's arm just, like, pops right off, <laughs> which, um, having built many of these models myself, I've been there before where it's like, you're like, oh, I think this is fine because you're just excited and you're sort of rushing through it. And then you're like, oh, no, cut <laughs> cut too many corners on the plastic model kit. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was really it's fun. It's positive. Um, it definitely made me regret not buying more models when I was in Japan, kind of like we were saying. <laughs> like, um, really wish I would have stopped stocked up. Um, and I did really like you know, kind of early on, more midway through the episode, when Say has his first battle and loses, it kind of follows that classic anime trope of like the protagonist getting his butt kicked and then kind of working to get better, which I always love to see, um, you know, wherever that happens. Um, and the other character who really stood out to me, the overly intense, their regular Mr. Ral, who is He's really into the mom. Oh, he is very, <laughs> he is very, uh, he's pretty horny for her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, look, they're both presumably single. Like they make some references to the dad, but he's either moved on or. It's very funny that Mr. Rao says to the mom, he calls her Mrs. Oh, he in, does. In the dubbed version. And so mm-hmm. there was oh, a part of Oh, did you guys me... watch the dubs? I was curious about that. Oh, no, sorry. I watched uh, the subtitle. Sub, I subtitle. Yeah. My goof. My goof, gang. We watched the subtitle for this first episode. Uh, but yeah, he calls her Mrs. And it shows it in terms of the, the subtitle. And I was like, huh, so where is the dad? It's a good to question. To be continued. CBD. To be C, even. Yeah. Yeah. No <laughs> idea. <laughs> so, yes, Charlie, the regular, Mr. Raw. Very, very horny for everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, um, eh, no, I thought that was kind of like, there's a lot to like early on. Um, you know, it, it's a fun show, I think. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Thank you, Charlie. Dave, how are you feeling about the good for GBF? Uh, again, uh, Rinko Yori or Yori Rinko, I forget which way she says her name, but uh, I mean, if you're into that, there's plenty of content out there for you on the internet for more, if Uh-oh. you're curious. I don't uh, know. Really? I mean, I'm just saying. It's out there. Uh, okay. Fair. Yeah. You always got to check. We used to do a Rule 34 check uh, here on the channel. We haven't done it in a while. Oh. It's out there. It's about to get after dark right now. We're Very jumping. Sense. We're immediately after dark right now. <laughs> immediately after dark on what's ostensibly a kid's show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not this show right here, but the show we're talking about, which I kind of like, though. Uh, I, I do like the premise of it because this one is less... No, I like the idea that it's not set in like a Gundam universe that you typically think of, right? So it's not uh, planets and colonies having like uh, space combat and, and warfare and all that kind of stuff. It's literally just about like the kids who are into Gunpla and bringing a battle into that particular world. So I, I, I agree with everything that we've said. One dynamic of this show that I'm a big fan of is that this family is so supportive. And yes. I think sometimes for these cartoons that kind of follow this path or this direction, you know, there there might be a conflict between the parents or like an uncle or a mysterious grandfather who shows up who who introduces some conflict. In this, 
it seems like this family is nothing but love. And yeah. this is very rewarding to watch Rinko and Say have this interaction, even from the fact that Rinko says, you know, this is Colonel Rinko uh, off to the 08th supermarket as she greets her son and, and leaves their hobby shop to run an errand. It's very nice. It, it's Some of this seems very sweet. And as we mentioned, this is a kid's cartoon and, and it, it hits a lot of marks in terms of being something that feels wholesome, feels rewarding, doesn't have to introduce some crazy family conflict that then we have to go through like Neon Genesis Evangelion. You know, we I, I feel like I feel like this is a supportive, fun family structure. And then you move into these cool aspects where they actually show the conflict on this gunpla, which I'll be honest with you, don't love the branding on Gunpla. I know it yeah. means Gundam plastic models. Never Gunpla? Great. That it's was never the best great. that we were yeah, able to do. Yeah, sort of a clumsy portmanteau. Yeah, yeah it really is. It's just, it's very weird. But during that moment when we shift over from the real world into Gunpla, mm-hmm. that's when you get to see a lot of the fun fan servicey things about seeing these individual models fight and compete against one another. I love the fact that if you actually beat and destroy a model in Gunpla, it destroys the model in real life. Which I can understand if some people out there would be like, I don't want to participate in this game because I spent like hours of my life and maybe hundreds of dollars or whatever like on this thing and I would prefer to not have it immediately destroyed. But I like right. it in the visual sense of like there's some stakes, you know, yeah. there's some there's some loss that you could actually have here unless you unless you win. There's even yeah. some attrition if you do win. Right. And and it also seems like there's a little bit of a hint at a larger story or or a bigger thing to have happen, especially when Rinko says, I feel like your dad's aura is in this new model that Say has built. Yeah. And again, cool. where is this dad? Where is this dad? And I you're like, know. hey, mom, maybe you just need some grief counseling. I don't <laughs> Dad's been gone for a long time. Yeah. I really, maybe you should just hang out with Rawl some more. Maybe yeah. I, let's go get some coffee together. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Tea. Without knowing what this relationship is, Rawl seems like he's a pretty reliable, nice guy, and Rinko seems to just be kind of hanging out and appreciating the company. So even if this, even if we're saying this isn't a sexual relationship, I think it's just nice Yet. that these two adults can find company with each other in After that direction. Dark. After what? dark. Gosh darn it. Every time. I will say <laughs> we've talked about this before in terms of properties of this manner and jesse kind of brought this up as well the idea of kind of having this be a pokemon gundam man it does not stop with pokemon and gundam because there is a Yu-Gi-Oh yep. reference and style of the actual battle that takes place there's yep. pokemon in terms of the collection and and wanting to build a collection it's set in the gundam universe talk about that in a little bit they also make reference that they're just like, hey, this is kind of like MMA. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that came very out of left field. Yeah. And then I think that the final piece that they have for this with a character that gets introduced early and then kind of comes to fruition at the beginning, at the end of episode one is sort of the magical girl anime trope, but with a male character yeah. instead. And so... Interesting to kind of see them play a little bit with gender and have fun with that, uh, but still, you know, pretty rewarding. Like none of it seemed with the the Reggie character that it was, you know, crazy or super out of place. 
Again, kind of a fun hint at if you continue to watch this, because this show did go for two seasons, so there's I think yeah, 50 episodes. Yeah, multiple series after that, yeah. Right, there's, there's a, <laughs> we have Gundam Build Divers, sure. and then Gundam Build Divers Re-Rise. So, do you think that was just somebody's email at the production company? They're like, sure, whatever, make it the title. Yeah. There are so many like series uh, sequels that it's not just season two, it's not just season three. There's just like, there are so many things that they just add these bizarre little taglines on at the end. Uh, Digimon Evolution Try, like, that's, that's one. The whole series of like films that came after that, it's like, try something else. Try Reunion, try Aftermath. I don't even know. Try Harder. Try Harder. To name these better. <laughs> I mean, go into like uh, Tokyo Ghoul. There's Tokyo Ghoul Re. There's yeah. Tokyo Ghoul like X or S, I think. Uh, a lot of them, they make it really difficult for the Western folks to keep up. <laughs> yeah, what's what going on? Chronology is really into the fandom. Yeah. Anything else about the good? Charlie, I think you had mentioned a little bit about sort of the animation. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what yeah. were your thoughts I, about it? I was pretty strongly struck by, certainly in that opening space battle, where maybe the majority of the budget for this episode went to. <laughs> <laughs> that one struck me as like, oh, this is really slick looking. It did have kind of a Digimon yes. look to it almost. Um, so I really liked it throughout, I thought. Yeah, I agree there. It's 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 kind of like, I'm jumping the gun. Jump on the gunpla. Uh, <laughs> I... I you could definitely tell they put their money into the battle sequences. So yes. the kid stuff was just kind of pretty typical. There wasn't any like any big jumps there. It's just kind of like your standard animation, pretty stripped down design. And uh, not a whole lot going on until they actually got to the Gunpla stuff. Though, I will say, I really liked all the attention made to the kits in the background, like even in the shop. Oh, like, God, yeah. Every kit was like perfectly lined up and the, the packaging was actual packaging. Uh, the little... Uh, clippers, the snips that the kid has, that Say has in his room, and all that attention to detail, and then all the kind of like Gundam lore and Easter egg stuff from out the many, many, many franchises uh, and series that came from that. They're all kind of like seated in throughout this series, and I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah, yeah. that was cool. I did send Sean when I was in Japan. I would have really killed to have the clipper thing as a teen building models because I used like an exacto knife and so many times I would end up like overly chopping the part off of the tree and just crying out. I use cat nail clippers because I had them on hand and oh. then I use human nail clippers uh, to like trim the little nubs and stuff off and then I know people use exacto knives mostly for like decals so like you can shave stuff but then you use the little point for decals because they are way too small from my fat old old man fingers. Oh yeah anymore it's like <laughs> it's so difficult to do that stuff it's as like all of us game. just present our like just, monkey our monkey mitts and we're a just new like segment uh, called we're manual dexterity yeah, yeah it's right. a young man's game yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh anything else about the good that we liked about it? i know that we talked a lot about it because i want to kind of use charlie's idea about what we have for animation not as a bad, but just sure. maybe kind of as a segue, because I know that he mentioned that, yeah, there is a little bit of a Digimon kind of style to this. But then you look at the space battles and you look at the Gunpla and it is very Gundam wing, sort of the androgynous, you know, uh, character <laughs> seated in the cockpit and trying to figure out kind of, you know, what what they're responsible for. And are they or are they not going to insult a girl at high school who asked them to come to a party? I don't know. Looking at you, Wing. Figure it out. <laughs> I will say, as far as like the relationships in Wing, uh, these relationships are a lot more wholesome. They're a lot more 
like pared down and very kind of basic. So I like the friendship, the kind of rivalries, the friendly rivalries. And then like Sean mentioned earlier, the family support is really nice too. So, and then there's also the sort of like uh, child aspiring to be like the father, following the father's footsteps kind of thing too. So there's a, a lot of nice, just really wholesome relationships going on here too, which is a nice change from <laughs> most of the Gundam universe. Absolutely. Where everybody's trying to kill each other or usurp each other. Yeah. Or have daddy problems. Yeah. Right. Man. Well, let's talk a little bit about the bad for this first episode. Not yeah. necessarily bad, but just things that didn't hit or resonate with us. And so, Charlie, I'd love for you to kind of kick off. What didn't work for you for GBF? Sure. I mean, I think, you know, to a certain extent, almost all shows in in modern era from probably 80s onward are toy selling vehicles. But like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, this one is much more overly <laughs> that. <laughs> um which, got money, got money, kid. Yeah. yeah, you might as well put the cost in yen for each kit or something. <laughs> um, the other thing that I thought was both both funny, and so I mean, it's like bad funny, but when they do the first battle arena, and it's like the um, these like I think they're trying to riff on the Minovsky particles from the original Gundam, but they're like the blah blah particles. Uh. They're just like shooting up in the room. Like I don't know, shouldn't you kids be wearing like some protective gear? I'm worried that. <laughs> You know, everyone's going to walk out of here with, like, low-grade cancer or something. And they may have, but they also get a gunplay kit. So yeah, which is so win, win, fine. Really. <laughs> I mean, it really just kind of, you know, depends. Yeah. What, 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 do you, what do you want out of this? Kind of, you know, what's the direction you want to go in? What, what do you value in this yeah. Gundam universe? It's a BOGO. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't buy one, get one. This is a bad thing to BOGO, Dave. <laughs> The kids are fine. I mean, they ran for 50 plus episodes. I'm sure they're fine. Yeah. I will say, though, like if you're looking for a serious Gundam show, this is not it. This is this is closer to like a G Gundam (laughs) or something like uh, like an alt universe kind of thing where if you're looking for that like uh, space drama, this ain't it. Uh, It's fun. It's definitely more for kids and it's definitely meant to sell toys and to make people like me be like, I should own a Gundam store. I yeah. 100% own a Gundam hobby shop and never make any money from it. Could this be Muppets to Muppet Babies? Could this be Gundam to Gundam Babies? Well, I mean, they already have SD, which oh, okay. a lot of people really like. It's not really Gundam Babies, but, you know, the super deformed chibi style stuff. I uh, just want... You just want Gundam Babies? I just want somebody to sing Gundam Babies in the Muppet you Babies can. theme style. You can, off stream. Sure. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, to yourself. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna butcher There's that no for around. anybody else. Oh, thanks. Yeah, don't worry. What about you, Sean? Though, what didn't work for you other than the not having a Muppet Babies theme song? <laughs> I, you know, I mentioned a little bit about the Gunpla battles and not yeah. loving the name Gunpla. And if you don't like hearing Gunpla, they're gonna say it a trillion times <laughs> during this show. So buckle up. It's not as that the branding was so bad. The thing that I, I almost really have an issue with is that, say, our our main character, our protagonist in this, works at a hobby shop with his mother that sells gunpla kits, but yet he is struggling to figure out how to pilot and navigate these things. Dude, you have home field advantage, bro. What are you doing, say? I know you might be working. I get it, but close that shop down at some point a little later in the evening you get some gunpla you know you get some time in there you log a couple hours you improve a little bit like charlie said i want to see that progression 
you know, of you kind of like hitting, hitting the controls and figuring it out. See, but why could we have a story about a character actually putting in hard work and training to get better when you could just have like a magical space boy come in and just do it for you? It's a wishing gem, Dave. I don't know what the deal is. <laughs> yeah, I, I like, thought I he was like hallucinating. Man... Go ahead, Charlie. Oh, I thought he was hallucinating that other character. <laughs> At first, yeah, until the other characters started to like mention him. But then the kid also just like just teleports out at one point too. So yeah. I'm like, I don't know what's happening here. Yeah. And also, Reggie, uh, is it Reggie? I'm just gonna call him Reggie. I'm gonna. I, I've been it. saying Ray J. I know Ray it's not G. Ray J, but Ray I G, like the idea. Basically. And it made Charlie laugh too. So we're there. Let's <laughs> <laughs> with Reggie. Uh, I don't like this character. For a lot of reasons, because mm, he's trophy, a ginger, I get it. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, that's it goes without saying. But I will say it. Uh, no, they're just it's a, it's a tropey character. They kind of do the annoying kind of naivete, but then also don't care. They're very aloof, but then they're kind of chaotic at the same time. And they come in when you need them, when you need them. But then when if you actually ask them to do something, they're like, nah, not interested. So it's they're just kind of I don't know. That's an annoying character to me, and I don't like the idea that like. I'll talk about this more in the LOL, but I don't like the idea that this character comes in as a partner and our character, say, doesn't really have to do much, at least in the early going. Like, mm. to Sean's point, I would have preferred to see that, like actual like hard work and dedication and stuff. But Or just have a magic boy come in and help you out. Either one's Yeah, fine. magic boy. Magic boy. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't take that jump to get into the theme song. Is that not under your, uh, your bad section? Uh, no, I mean, I... It really should have been kind of under the the LOL, and I, I'll, I'll okay. talk about it. I mean, I did enjoy it. Ultimately. Mine bounced between the good and the bad, to be honest. I, I think my final part for the bad is that, mm-hmm. you know, in watching and doing some research for this episode, I messaged Charlie and I said, hey, could you give me the breakdown of Universal Century and all the other like Gundam Wing style stuff? And I was like, there's two timelines, right? And he's like, no dog there's like more than two and this is what's challenging is that i'm trying to figure out when this is it's weird because this show is almost a meta commentary on all of the other timelines that are included that are in this and so gundams aren't real things there is no space war None of this is actually happening. As far as we they're know. just watching the anime like we would watch the anime, but they have this bonus of going like full big Kaiba energy and entering into a battle tournament where suddenly these things materialize in a real sense and we have to fight one. Oh, well, the thing is, the only other thing, though, is Mr. Rao is like, is he a new type, which is sort of the <laughs> the psychic, so. uh, but also like psycho frames. Yeah, he makes you pops in there and goes flip nuts. out um aspect of the originals where it's like they're just playing extremely fast and loose with like a toolbox of elements of these other shows which i do think works it's just more like funny that like they're going to choose that as the fantastical element in an otherwise relatively grounded show sean did you watch the second episode at all i can't remember if you did or not. a little bit of it yeah so did you get to the point where they essentially introduced this franchise as kaiba uh, Yuki, the uh, school president, the class president. Mm, oh, uh, yes, I did. Okay, I yeah, did get like super rich, uh, popular, attractive kid who goes completely psychotic when it comes to actually like uh, gunpla battle system stuff. So cool. that was an interesting character addition. But uh, I'll save that for the recommendation. Yeah, I- I'll say I even got a little bit weirded out when they said new type because I didn't know that a new type is part of that toolbox, Charlie, oh, that yeah. you mentioned. I always thought 
new type was the monthly magazine from Japan talking about anime. <laughs> and so I thought, wait, is he a magazine? Uh, I'm very wrong in terms of what's there. So admit it. I'm incorrect a lot. Everybody who's listening and is real mad about it right now, send all your thoughts to Charlie about how Sean doesn't know anything about it. Send me your gifts of various Gundam pilots having a new type freak out um, Mm -hmm. throughout the franchises. (laughs) That I would actually really enjoy. Yeah, at Sweaty in the City on Twitter. Just get Adam right now. Get at me, dude. Let's move over and let's talk about some of the LOLs. Can I pop in real quick for one thing? Yeah. Yeah. Just, oh, you, just got a, the, you got a final one? I got one more for the bad. Just the, the weight of the actual, like, Gundams themselves. So sometimes in the battles, they get a little floaty. They get a little too fast for their size. This just goes back to the idea that, like, don't expect, like, full-on realistic, even, like, Pacific Rim 1 level uh, kind of, like, <laughs> heft and fighting. Think Pacific Rim 2, where they just, like, throw physics out the window. And she's yeah, a little just... more cartoonish, yeah. Pretty much no gravity. Nah. <laughs> In space, sure, whatever, that's fine. But when they do, like, ground-based battles and it's still kind of, like, they mess with it a little bit, it's better than Pacific Rim 2, but uh, it's not quite the, like, the heft and gravity and weight that you're, you're sometimes used to from the better Gundam series. That's all. It's a minor thing. Yeah. Oh. Good point, Dave. Thank you. Is that... Yeah, could be. Mm. Because we're about to get into the LOLs where oh, we can favorite. make up for everything. Nice. So let's get into these things that we found funny, whether it was intentional or unintentional. Charlie, kick us off. What did you find funny about GBF? Well, we already kind of talked about the the meta commentary, but I did, I like, and it gave me more of a chuckle, not like I was mocking the show, but I enjoyed it when, you know, the, the little kid comes into the store with his dad and he's like, oh, what's that one? And he's like, oh, it's Gundam Wing. Like it turns into a jet. And I was like, oh yeah, man, that is incredibly cool. Um, I do think from a like business plan perspective, um, obviously I love the store, but it doesn't really seem like they get a ton of foot traffic. Um, <laughs> I'd be so in there every day. I'd be like raw. Yeah, me too. I would just be. So the, clearly they depend on like a loyal following of regulars because no one is going like this would be in Matsudo where I was staying. When I was in Japan last, probably f- further out. Um <laughs> I hope they have like a robust online ordering and distribution system. Yeah, I would hope for that. Maybe some good like word of mouth or referral discounts because otherwise I really worry about the long-term stability of this business enterprise. I love that you watch this and you think to yourself, I got to write them a better business plan because (laughs) they they are going to goof this up and I care way too much about this franchise to let that family go down the tubes. To be fair, even like the two episodes that I watched, there are at least six times that the various characters mention like, mm, there's not really anybody in this store. Like the store's pretty <laughs> empty all of the time. So it's not, I mean, Charlie's got a good point. They're paying attention to it too. I'm hoping by like episode 50, it's like there's a line out the door. Mom, do we really need to continue this QuickBooks subscription uh, based on <laughs> the amount of business we're getting? It's not really worth it. It's not really worth it, Mom. The expense is killing us. Hey, Mom, I've just been uploading a lot of these models to, to Instagram. I'm putting them in the stories. If you could kind of help me out, we just really need to go cross-platform with this. If you could kind of discover and figure out how to use Reddit, because most people aren't going to do that, it would really be helpful for us in general. I She's think like, Mom would do no. pretty good on Reddit. You think? Well, she just saw her OnlyFans site. Anyway. Uh, yeah. There we go. That's, Can I tell you something that That's up. the tweet. Yeah, made me laugh every time I heard it. The, so I love the Gundam like battle system, but mm-hmm. they do this thing where now again I watched the the original Japanese uh, dialogue subtitled, 
they do this thing where the instructions for the battle system are in English. Right, so, I noticed that. Right. I love it because they'll just be like, so they'll, they'll, you put your Gundam in, you select a random field or whatever, you know, like in Mortal Kombat, you select whatever arena you happen to be in. One of them was field two, dessert. And that just killed me. Yep. Yum. Um, the other the other parts, when they say battle start or battle ended, it sounds like bottle. So I don't know why bottle start just sounded pretty funny to me. But I like those little just like not quite there English phrases. Crack me up. I will say I really liked the fact that when you're introduced to, to Reggie, he's, I, I guess, climbing tall buildings. Yeah, just up and on just construction chilling. scaffolding. Yeah. yeah, who knows? There is a security officer who says, you know, hey, you got to get out of here you can't be up here it's restricted and reggie just goes hey old man and the old man responds back just going i'm 25 <laughs> yeah we are i don't know why that made, i don't know man. why that made me laugh so hard i gotta say one of the funniest things with reggie was again i don't really like the character but i love that he pops in to help say win that first battle against uh, uh sazaki i think his name was yeah and then when they win now let's let's keep this in mind it's two on one there's two people battling against one i don't know what the rules are to their battle system or whatever but when they win inevitably the adults in the room including one who's like a self-professed like expert and judge who's like refereeing this thing they're both like great job kids you really wiped the floor with that other kid i'm like is that something that you're supposed to praise when you're like ganging up on another kid it's a two-on-one situation and you're praising them for winning like i don't know that's 100% the lesson here. It's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Can we talk let's, about Plavsky particles real quick? Yeah, let's talk about Plavsky particles. Charlie mentioned them earlier. I just thought they were hilarious because, yeah, it plays on the the very silly Minovsky particles, which they've actually gone into, like, ridiculous, uh, like, physics equation detail to try to, like, legitimize the, the existence of Minovsky particles, and I don't know why they put that much effort into it. So the fact that Rawl explains... Plavsky particles with interact with the gunpla plastic to make them like animated and come to life in these battle systems was just so mm-hmm. over the top to be to be pretty funny. And then that <laughs> sounds even more harmful to human beings. It sounds awful. It's like it's like nanoplastic in our oceans, except it's like in your lungs now. Congratulations on your victory, champ. You've got nanoparticle plastic in your lungs. I think two final things from me. Yep. One was an LOL and the other was a little fun Easter egg yeah. from a video game that I, I, I've played before. Outside of the hobby shop, when he's kind of closing up shop one night, there's a couple shots that they have where it looks like there is a vending machine that is selling the slime character mm. from Dragon Warrior. Love me some Dragon Warrior. Love me some slime. Made me laugh really hard. I was like, oh, look at that. That's so cool. Love so that. little little Easter egg caveat for me, you know, that was there. So super fun. Finally, let's talk about cleanliness. What is up with this duster that they are using in the shop where it's a piece of like string or paper on the end of a stick and we just have say just kind of hitting model boxes with it every once in a while? I'm sure that that's a real thing. I don't know. I guarantee it. It just made me laugh because there were moments where I thought about any model or card or comic book shop that I went to as a kid. Yes, probably 100% need to be dusted and checked for roaches and other creatures uh, that were in there. In this case, though, in a model shop, I have to think these are rather delicate models and he is just bonking 
everything that is in there. And there, there's a part of me that like I puckered real hard because I thought to myself, he's either going to knock over that bookshelf or he's going to knock over that damn model and then he's going to have to pay for it. And what's his allowance like? And do I need to help Charlie with that business plan? That's what's on my brain right now. <laughs> Which is not what I want to think about when I'm watching Gundam Build Fighters. It's a good thing to have on your mind as you head into recommendations, though, because yeah, it really exactly. does restructure your perspective of this show. <laughs> <laughs> how, I, how I restructure and how I refocus everything. That being said, any yeah. final LOLs that we want to talk about before we get into recommendations? Just the mini rap and the theme song. Just, yeah, how are you feeling about this mini rap and this theme song? I, I can I can take it or leave it. It just made me chuckle. Uh, the theme song wasn't super catchy, but it, I think it's one of those things where if I sat there for 50 episodes and listened to it every single time, it'd be one of my favorite songs ever. Okay. Just because it drills it into your mind. But yeah, it was kind of forgettable. It was It was interesting. There's a couple lines that, you know, obviously as we're watching it, and it's subtitled, it was saying, I think the idea or the line was, I don't feel like I have any good skills. And I sat the there and went, lines are good. I just went, oh my God. It's what real is existential going on? dread. Yeah, it really, <laughs> you know, it has, it has a light uplifting note, but it really yeah. kind of hammers in the idea of like, I don't know that I have self-worth, but if I try real hard, I'll get self-worth. And it I thought, it also says oh. everything is going to be okay. And then there's a rap portion yeah. for like three lines, which, which I actually well. enjoyed. Sure. Yeah, not bad. All right. So that is our thoughts about episode one of Gundam Build Fighters. So thank you, Jesse, for calling in and telling us that we need to watch this show. So let's get to our recommendations about this. Long time or first time listeners, let's explain our recommendation. We can recommend a cartoon and we can say why we think you should invest the time to watch some more of this. If we don't recommend something, we can tell you why. And we can also give you a referral to watch another cartoon that's sort of in the same vein that you might really enjoy. If we don't recommend something, we can go down one step further and we can say we are going to dunk this cartoon. We are going to dip it. And that means that that cartoon is erased from the annals of cartoon history and we never talk about it. Yes, the dip from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. We're just getting rid of that cartoon. If you think, wow, sounds like the dip doesn't happen very often. Guess what? It does now because we dunked a cartoon the other week. Wow. We're still having fun with it. So I don't remember it, but it deserved it. Yeah, it definitely did. Don't worry about it. We're, we're doing fine. <laughs> So for today, Charlie, thoughts, feelings, where do you stand on Gundam Bill Fighters? So I think I give it a recommend. It's definitely more kid to young teen oriented. So I think like, um, you know, I'm not a parent, but if I knew somebody who had a kid who was like into other sort of like kiddie anime stuff, but they were Gundam curious, I'd be like, start them off here. Um, so it's fun that way. Or for adults who are like also into the model building habit, which I think there's probably a good crossover. I mean, certainly we've explored it between the three of us. Um, I think it's fun. You know, it's pretty lighthearted. And so I think that there's always a place for that kind of entertainment. So recommend. Awesome. Thank you, Charlie. And you know what? Adults can be Gundam curious as well. So there's nothing true. preventing them. Anybody can be Gundam curious at any point in time in their I'll life. I'll put that on my Twitter profile now. <laughs> Gundam Just in case curious. everybody wants to know. Yep. Love it. Dave, where are you sitting for Gundam Build Fighters? Yeah, I didn't think I was going to like this one because it's not, like I said, like kind of one of the hardcore like space drama Gundam things, but it was actually really cute and really fun, and it was definitely the Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Digimon approach 
to the Gundam world. And it was a lot of fun for model builders, for just fans to see those kind of Easter eggs. If you're not taking it too seriously and can appreciate the humor and kind of the lightness and the, the younger skewing kind of focus for it, it's fun. I, I would say recommend it, but watch those first two episodes. You'll get an idea of the world, the stakes, the characters, and kind of like you can see where the arcs can go from there. Uh, so the first episodes, first two episodes, if you're in, you're in and check it out. How about you, Sean? Love it. I am going to be a recommend as well. So we're three for three. I'll say this. The pacing on this show is great. Why would I say that? Start off with a space operatic battle. We then have say in his first battle where he actually loses and learns a little bit of a lesson. And then at the end of the episode, we finally get a chance to see him succeed. All of that happens in episode one. So you get nice pacing. You get a nice exposure to everything that's taking place and hints at a little bit of the lore that they can kind of seed throughout that will hopefully have some resolution over the 50 episodes and the two seasons that they have for it. So I didn't think I was going to like this either. But Jesse, guess what? I really like this. This was good. Appreciate this recommendation. Again, if you want to make a recommendation, you can go online. You can call us. Cartoon Lawyers, I know that you're listening right now, and we will review all of them. And we have a couple more. We have a couple more in queue, so we can't wait to get to them. So that is it. Jesse, thank you for Gundam Build Fighters. Appreciate it. So we want to thank Charlie for coming on the show. As always, Charlie, what do you have to plug, buddy? So thanks. Um, You can always just follow me on Sweaty, at Sweaty in the City on Twitter. Please do at me, bro, uh, since COVID time's lonely. And you can check out my painting. Um, I'm at CA Visconage on Instagram. Thank you guys again for having me. Always love being on the show. Thanks. Awesome. Appreciate Thank it. you, Charlie. Appreciate it, buddy. We're going to get together as soon as COVID's done, and we're going to build some Gundams. Yeah. And get now real Gundam curious. Size. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, you heard him on this episode, our friend Bobby Anthem. You can hear him on his Paranormal podcast, Inhuman Experience, with his co-host Bobby Blades. You can find them on Twitter at IEXP underscore podcast. And Bobby has a solo show, In Search of My Lost Soul, which is in the same exact stream. You can find these anywhere that you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, anywhere else. So definitely check them out. Dave, what do you got going on? Same old stuff, bud. You can find me over at Collider.com. Check me out on Twitter at DrClawMD or pick up The Science of Breaking Bad from MIT Press wherever books are sold. What about you, bud? Man, I typically do live improv comedy with a group that's called Knox when we're not in a pandemic, but we're also streaming shows online, so you can check that out. You can find Tickets and Times, witdc.org. Watch me from the comfort of your couch. I have another comedy podcast that is called The Bureau, which answers the question, what would four people who work for the FBI recording a podcast in a break room sound like? Do this with some of our notable guests that we've had on this show previously, Isabel Galbraith, as well as also Jamal Newman. You can check that out anywhere that you listen to podcasts on Twitter and Instagram at Sean Paul Ellis. So make sure you at me there as well. Want to support this show? Jump on over to our Patreon. We really appreciate it. Also, just tell a friend. Why? Because I don't understand how Apple reviews work on iTunes and I don't care and I'm old and I don't want to figure it out. That felt very, very personal to me. That was real for us. Yeah. Yeah. Just a deep sigh. (laughs) But we're all just nodding in agreement. Yeah, just figure it out, Apple. Want to talk to us on Twitter? Slide into our DMs at Morning Tunes. Remember, Morning with You. Find us and check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Saturday Morning Cartoons. Drop us an old-fashioned email, SaturdayMorningCartoons at gmail.com. You can find all these links in our link tree for all of our social media sites. And as always, you can listen to us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, anywhere fine podcasts are sold. Thank you again, Charlie, for joining us on the show. Thanks, Thank you, Dave, Thanks, for for the both of you for jumping back into this Gundam pilot and getting exposed to these weird particles. 
and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks a lot. See you, new types. Hey, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening to Saturday Morning Cartoons. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to transform and roll out.